Hey, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Welcome to episode 86 of Shop Talk. This week on Shop Talk, we're live from the Cherokee Blue Ridge Run, and our hosts are talking with Kevin Dunworth about the 2019 Golden Bolt Show. We also have a contestant from that show, Xavier Muriel of Providence Cycle Works, and Brian Butera, this year's winner of the Golden Bolt's $30,000 prize. Last but not least, Jay Allen stops by to talk about One Feather Racing and his efforts on what was unanimously voted as one of the hardest years ever at the Salt Flats. It all adds up to a great show, so stick around. Remember, rate and review us, share us on social, but more importantly, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Shop Talk goes live. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Cherokee Blue Ridge Run. Lots of stuff going on here this weekend. The Pirouettes Paint Show. We're throwing a bike show. Um, Wall of Death. Wall of Death is here. Circus Una. Um, tons of great bands. Yeah, but bands, bands. A whole bunch of riding. A whole yeah, bunch of riding. A whole bunch of riding. Great Around the clock. Ride. We have the pleasure, since we're, we're right here and we have uh, access to so many great people with the AMD builders in the house, we're going to be bringing you a lot of guests um, from that end. But... Uh, I think the first thing to remind you guys is that Shop Talk comes out every week through your help with uh, you sharing and all the links and everything, but we also want you to be part of this show, so don't just sit there and be an observer. As you can see off to the side, we have all your comments coming up, and we'll get to them as much as we can throughout the show live. Heather's right there, and she's monitoring the social media as we go. I am. There's a bunch of people here. We've confused a lot of people, though, because first we said it was oh Thursday, and then it was going to be Sunday, and now we're here on Thursday. Yeah, we should so. tell we should tell everybody about that. So we're trying we're trying some experiments here between Thursday and Sunday for a long time now, almost a year and a half. We've been pretty consistent with Thursday, but we did a couple Sunday shows, man, and the numbers were off the hook. So it seems like seems like Sunday is the jam that you guys want to get down with when it comes to shop talk. And when that, you'd ask that Sunday, they, they're all like, yeah, Sunday yeah, for sure. I mean, the yeah. majority of the people were, I think, wanted Sunday more than Thursday. You sound kind of rough today. It's been a long day. Huh? It's been a rough day. Well, we left our house at like 3 a.m. Well, we left I our left house once. three. You guys, yeah, you guys No, left we left three times. times. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a, hey, I'll tell you what, though. It's getting a lot better because it was always, we're leaving at 3 in the afternoon, and that means we're leaving two days later at noon. Yeah. So it was like you almost <laughs> yeah. had to do the math. We're getting way better. We we actually left. <clears throat> I was it sheets at 3. So yeah, we were, it was on the same day. Yeah. I yeah, mean, right. That's, yeah, that's same amazing. Day we on it. So that's, that's super rare for us. Nevertheless, um, yeah, so that's all That's all the stuff we're going to get to here tonight. That's everything I can tell you about Shop Talk at this moment. We're but done already? No, no, no. Oh. We're just getting to the part where I say usually we start <laughs> this thing off with a little bit we call the news. First up in the news this week, Indian Motorcycle Company, as most of the big manufacturers, launching their 2020 lineup. This, as it pertains to the Scout Motorcycle family, um, a couple other news sites have commented that there's two new motorcycles in this lineup, and yeah, okay. Um, Wait, there's one new motorcycle. Well, there's there's a hundredth anniversary, so that's gonna you know have appropriate badging and stuff. There's this thing they're calling the Indian Scout Bobber Twenty, the Indian Scout Bobber, the Indian Scout Sixty, and the Indian Scout. Really, I can only see the difference in like some handlebars, the yeah. seat. So they came out with one bike. Yeah, good for them. 
So did they come out of snowmobile? No. <laughs> hey, man, bring back the papoose. You really want to blow people's minds? Right? There you go. You want, you, you want to put something on the table, baby. Let's yeah, see the let's, papoose. I want to jump out of an airplane with a motorcycle. Yeah, that's do right. some shit. Yeah. And make it. <laughs> Talk about youth demographic outreach. Come yeah. on. I'm landing this bitch. All right. <laughs> Moving on. This is actually exciting from yes, a manufacturer. Yeah. Coming in from Road Racing World, Yamaha's VMAX returning in 2020. That's right. Fastest production bike yeah, for was, over a decade the sick. first time it released. Then even when it came back out for that limited run for the I mean, anniversary. Look at that picture. It just looks complicated. Yeah. You know? And, you know, of course, we were talking to Jay Allen about this earlier, one of our first guests up tonight. And the first thing Jay wants to know is, what's the torque and horsepower? <laughs> and sure enough, man, there's nothing in this that tells you. I mean, and then it tells, he tells you, us he still has his. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it tells you it's a 65 degree, 1679 cc V4 engine. I uh, still a, don't give you the information. Astonishing want. yet controllable acceleration is achieved wow. throughout a broad range of power. Somebody got paid to write that. Damn. That's, that's a lot of good words that's, right there. That's freaking real right there. Anyway, we'll have an eye out for it because I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, if you've ever been dumb enough to pull up next to one of these things on yeah. your Harley Davidson and shoot your mouth <laughs> off, <laughs> yeah. get a full made of you. <laughs> You'll know it. Yeah. Trust me. Those things were rockets, boy. All right. Moving on again. Um, motorcycle tour returns to downtown Johnson City this weekend, right up the road from where we're at here at the uh, Cherokee Blue Ridge Run um, at the Cherokee Fairgrounds. There's a reconstituted version of what was formerly known as the Hot Bike Tour, now called the Build the Ride Tour. The Geico Built to Ride the Geico Tour. Built. Uh, th- right. Thank you for correcting me. Well, it's our friends at Geico. We have to give them no, a right little on. support. Um, you know, basically same premises, you know, what you've come to expect from that show. Bunch of builders, terrassing around the country. Oh, they stop in different cities. Was a house on fire in the pictures. <laughs> I, th- I was like, your dad that, was on my computer event, again, right? That event is so hot, it burns the houses now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. So if you want more news about that, you can go to the Geico Motorcycle Built to Ride Tour 2019. Um, A lot of cool little shows coming up. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, like this time of year, this used to be like the lull. Like when things finished from Sturgis, everybody kind of went into a, oh, okay, you know, and there was a few things that ended out the year, but it was pretty much over after Sturgis. Now, Jesus, we got 10 events to talk about today just on this show. Yeah, and they're like, they're, they're bringing back that little event, which is... You know, huge whenever it comes to you know the local business and the local people. You know, that's uh, to me. I think that's one of the coolest things about about some of this stuff coming up. So, what do you got on social media there, Blondie? Um, well, I think we were going to save this to the end, but there's a lot of comments about it. Everybody loves my hat. Well, they be- I do- wait. I don't usually wear hats on the show, but a little bit um, more. Sorry, they're fixing my camera. I don't usually wear hats on the show, but I didn't have time to put makeup on. And again, we left our house at three o'clock this morning. I put makeup on. You could have. And actually, Hot Leathers is doing our new line of Cycle Source gear. And this is one of the new products that I ordered over the weekend. Don't tell Andy that I ordered it. Shameless plug, though. But it is a shameless plug because it's hiding my mess and uh, it's a super cool hat. 
So thank you, everybody. Wait a minute. I'm going to take everybody while you're talking about it. Hot Leathers, man, I can't say enough about this company. I mean, you guys know them. And you guys know them for bringing you the official rally shirts at almost every big rally across the country. But um, at the beginning of the year, they signed on to do our complete apparel line now for Cycle Source Magazine. And, man, like some of the designs and stuff, they're just killing it. And let's face it, anyone who's done business with me about T-shirts and shit before, you have no idea when you're going to get your T-shirt if you're waiting for it from me. Because not only do I have to print the shit, I have to go to the, the mailbox and put it in. Now... Andy's guys just take care of this, man. So the minute you put an order in, it's going out. You're getting the stuff that you're asking for. He's doing way more killer designs than we were ever going to do. So we can't thank him enough for that. That's my shameless plug. (laughs) All right. Well, first up for the night, um, longtime friend of the magazine and me personally, this man, when I first started into uh, into the national scene, even before... even before friend of everybody. Who do you know that doesn't know him? Even before... But I want to tell my story. This, Listen, let's oh, talk okay, about me. me. Let's talk about me. Heathers. <laughs> when I first started into this thing, man, like, honestly, no place to sleep when I would get to a joint. Nothing to eat, nothing to really do. He would always make me part of everything, always give me a spot to to crash if I needed it. Like, and he did that for me. And like, it, it was like he raised a whole orphanage of yeah, wayward motorcycle people of my generation. Yeah, you know? I remember whenever the second, third floor got put on, we were sleeping on all the couches, all yep. the broken spoke. You remember that? So, ladies and gentlemen, help me by uh, putting your hands together and welcome Mr. J. Allen to the show tonight. It's good to, it's good to be here. Jay, it is always great to talk to you, but especially this time of year when you're just coming back off of the salt, man. And and this year, I couldn't wait to talk to you because I knew about the shit conditions you guys were in. And I know out of everybody there, I've been to Bonneville with yeah. you. I know that no matter, like, you're not just going to walk off the salt just because it's a bad day. No, no, you're gonna you're gonna make the best out of a bad situation, and that's what that's what me and a lot of other writers did. Yeah, and it was rough out there. Oh my god! <clears throat> so let let's let's start with the fact that you you do Speed Week and Bonneville bon, or, uh, Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials back to back. Absolutely. So this is one long proposition for you. So starting with Speed Week. The conditions were even worse than the motorcycle guys faced. It, it rained the day before Speed Week, and somebody dug a post hole, and it was saturated like three inches from the surface. It was just terrible. Uh, the timing couldn't have been worse, and so we had three days of just waiting. They went out there, groomed, some, groomed a course, a course, and the line was super, super long. But again everybody's waited a year so here they are i mean streamliners god knows what they're worth everybody's lined up ready oh, to go on, on, on a yeah. on a bad course yeah. and i did it too <laughs> yeah i had to ride a lot you of know? time a lot of time and money people oh, put into that absolutely so uh yeah there weren't very many records uh some of the slower stuff was able to hook it up but um, I mean, people doing spin-outs in cars over 200 miles an hour backwards through the, mm. through the timing lights. And, uh, but again, the family comes together. And i got to give a big shout-out to the SCTA for trying to give them a course. And all the volunteers, I mean, it is so much dedication to make this happen. Oh, those people work their asses. To bring a city out on a bare piece of salt. 
Um, God bless them, man. And, and they tried hard. It was just one of those years. It's, it's like farming. It's Mother Nature. Yeah, right. right. Now, you were, you were telling me, uh, and a couple times we've talked about this already before the show, about some of the cars that were going through the going through the mile backwards spinning out and i mean it was it was really a, a scary situation several motorcycle crashes they they quit counting the spin outs of the cars and the pullouts yeah. were just it was off the chart but um it's just good to get back to Bonneville. Yeah, I'm still wearing. Look at this. Yeah. I still got my driver tag on. This is my work suit. I just, I still got the buzz going. I can't, I can't give it He's up. He's the yet. cleanest thing at this whole event right now. <laughs> yeah. Just to let everybody know, like he, when he walked around the corner, there was no lights outside, and, and like it, there was a glow around. Right. Him. So yeah, he's like so clean. It's crazy. So that that brings up something, man, because there's there's the new logo right on your chest pocket there, One Feather Racing, one right? One Feather Racing. Let, let's talk about that for a minute because that kind of culminates all back to where we are this yeah. weekend and, you know, and the Cherokee people and everything. So tell a little story about that. Well, you know, um, the Blue Ridge Run, any of you that have never been back in the Carolinas, this is probably some of the best riding, not just in our country, but I'd say planet Earth. Yeah. And uh, when I found out how this rally was coming together, and the philosophy behind it. And, Mark, you talked about some small yeah. rallies. Yeah. This is one of those rallies yeah, that are yeah. built with a solid foundation of guys like Dave Perowitz and Pete Hills coming in oh, here yeah. and, and the Wall of Death and all the things that if you were an educator, you wanted to teach somebody how this started. This we, we've got all the ingredients. Yeah. That make it what it became, you know, how it became to where Sturgis evolved to. Yeah. And that's what this is about, and yeah. I believe in it. I mean, if you want beautiful riding, we got it as an I'll, event. I'll tell you the other happening. cool thing I like about this riders come in in drones. Like, they come in a big pack of them, come hang out, walk around, get something to eat, have a beer, watch a band, get in the bike, and leave. Absolutely. And, and that's then all they, they come are. and do it again. You know, the next drone comes, and it, you know, or a group of them come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's like you don't see the same people over and over. But you, I agree. It's very nostalgic old school kind of yeah. event which makes it so awesome so yeah i believe in this event and i want to be an ambassador for this event but one feather racing isn't just uh, land speed racing now they have a, they're going to have dirt track racers they're going to have motocross racers this is a division that is going to have all forms of, of racing so uh to be a part of it i'm proud of that and also the cherokee a part of it you're breaking records i mean oh yeah but that's my part yeah and, and lord willing i'm going to keep yeah, breaking records great right? job at that but, uh, you know, the Cherokee, they've got a serious concern about keeping their language alive. It's really important. And to celebrate, you know, they're, they're, they're writing. And, uh, again, you know, at my age, I want to do something with meaning. I, w- I want to I go out there and make them proud that we're setting all kinds of records under One Feather Racing. But also I want to make people aware that their youth need to wake up and listen to their elders and right. learn how to keep right. this tradition alive. And, and to be a part of that wave, I'm proud of it. I really am. And it's, it's a shame it's, because it's a lot stuff. of that culture has gone away all over the place. They're you know? freaking out. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, 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 they're dying every so day. To pull it back from one of the oldest groups of people is and, pretty and awesome. It's funny, too, because for uh, some of the people that might not be, you know, of our generation, the, the baby boomers before yeah. us, the name of the bike is Code Talker. Absolutely. And, and just in that, like talking yep. about the, the language and like, you know, what that has meant to the history of our, com- our country. Our country, you're right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people might not even know that story. Well, in World War One, they were the Code Talkers. Right. Uh, I always knew the Navajo were in World War Two, but in World War One, it was the Cherokee. And I also read that 
Native, the Native Americans in general, like when they go back to World War II and stuff, they were some of your best warriors. I mean, when you talk about leaders reaching out and saying, I want to bring in some special soldiers to pull off this mission, yeah. a lot of them were Native Americans. They're an incredible culture with an incredible history, and uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for them, and I love to be associated with them. And they survived in the elements. I mean, back oh. in the day, there was there was nothing. They didn't have anything. They literally lived in the elements like deer, you know? But you know what? It's, Today, it's, it's in their blood. It's, oh, in their, yeah. it's in their DNA, and they still have it. Yep. They're, they're an incredible culture. So let's talk for a minute about uh, starting off with Speed Week for you. Uh, um, take, us, take us a run at a time, because this is, and I should mention this to everybody else, this is after a year that this man probably got to run on the most ideal conditions that anyone's ever seen at Bonneville completely hard smooth salt last year and and he was racking up the records like he was picking up dimes off the sidewalk (laughs) dustin king my partner and i landed 11 land speed world records last year four of them were world records this year we show up to a slop course and i make a pass i'm doing somewhere in the low 200s and I see, the, I see the end of the timing mile, and I just go, what are you doing? And my front tire is just floating. I mean, I've got little angels up there. My mm. mother and my grandfather are going, Jay, come with us. Yeah. Come with us to the other side. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go yet. Yeah. I'm not done. And, I'm not and, done. And, and so I even decelerate about 100 <laughs> yards from the, from, the, from the time mile, and I averaged a 198, not knowing that that was the fastest motorcycle of the whole event. Yeah. That's how bad the salt was. And, and uh, so, you know, then I had a game plan. I'm going to give it a day to cure, and the cars are tearing it up. Yeah. I mean, you got two, three, four thousand yeah, horsepower. Multiple things, multiple vehicles, cars, bikes running this. Not, oh, just, yeah. not just bikes. Cars and bikes. Yeah. I mean, the car guys, they do respect the bike guys because they go, you are crazy yeah, to right. ride two wheels on this. So anyway, I waited a whole day in that truck, moving up, moving up, moving up. And when I got to the front of the line, I backed off and said, I want to go out in the morning. So now I'm going to be the first bike off on a clean course. But there's a one guy ahead of me, and his name is John Big Balls Noonan. Now, John Noonan, <laughs> Noonan. is Noonan. a badass. He has been over 200 miles an hour 300 times. Yeah. And he's such a competitor that if you piss him off, he will wipe you out of the record books. Yeah. And I watched John Noonan suited up ahead of me, and I went, here's the deal. If John goes 180 or faster and he makes completes the run, I'll go. But if he doesn't, I'm backing out. I don't want to die. Right. John Big Balls Noonan pulled off at 127 miles an hour, and I said, I'm going to pass on this, and I did not run. Yeah. And so that was it for my speed week and a lot of other people. Uh, it was just very defeating. And uh, it's just one of those years. But you know, it's what makes last year so special, right? You know. Yep. So that was Speed Week. Oh. And then well, makes you work harder for next year. So. Absolutely. I, we are, too. Yeah. There's um, another another good longtime friend of the show, Tyler from Lowbrow. Oh, yeah. He actually had some mis- misfortune during Speed Week. He goes out to the Speed Week event, and you were, you were there while he was in the middle of all that. Well, you know, Tyler came up to me, and he says, what do you think about me running? And I said, well... There were two bikes that went into impound that were 152 or less. So what it told me is the lower horsepower bikes were actually, it, it was making them work. For, it was working a little bit. They were sticking, and they were able to pull it off. And uh, at 132 miles an hour, he caught a rut. I'm told he had a tank slapper, and he crashed. And uh, he, had to, he had to get surgery. His arm's all messed up. And um, 
I felt terrible. Everybody was concerned about Tyler. He's such a great guy. Uh, the risk is off the charts. I mean, hands down. So, oh yeah. I mean, to go out there and do that, you're you're crazy in the first. We knew you're crazy in the first place. But, you know but, but I mean? wait a minute, you're crazy, crazy in the first. Place. Wait a minute, I gotta I gotta paint a picture for you because just for anybody that might be thinking that might be thinking, well, you know, why would you even do that? You. When, when you finally get this salt fever, when you're finally there and you realize how incredible this thing is and you finally, you finally work and get to the place where you're going to put a bike together and you're going to run, people wait for years oh, and lifetime. years. Like some of them, yeah, some of them a lifetime they're waiting to be there. And they're there for that week. Like when you saw in the movie World's Fastest Indian, Burt Monroe making that whole process to get there that one time. and then they, New Zealand. Yeah. Then they told yeah. him he couldn't ride. Uh-huh. I mean, if if the weather changes, if something breaks, I yeah, mean, when right. you're out there, if something breaks, you're out of the race. It's it's the end of it's the end of a yeah. lifetime a dream for yeah. a lot of people. It's you know what I mean? So it's it's not even just as simple as you know. Well, just wait for wait for a better yeah. wait for a better pass. It might never come again. You know. Hey, a friend of mine came from Missouri, and they wouldn't let him run because they had the wrong tires all the way oh. from Missouri. I mean, he, he was heartbroken. Nothing we could do about it. We couldn't get him any other tires in time, and uh, it, it, it's hardcore. And people from Japan, New Zealand, Australia, uh, it is the mecca for speed. And to have a year like this, I can only imagine. I came from Arizona, and I was devastated. Yeah. Crazy. Now, Jay, do you have a preference f- over, um, between Speed Week and BMST? Absolutely. Um, first off, I love them both. And anybody that likes bikes loves cars. Uh, but they do tear up the course oh, yeah. really bad. And, and there's something about, I, I call it the Bubs event, but it's Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials. Um, it's just bikes. And it is more family because we're all riders. We're, we have that one thing in common. So I would say the BMS, BMST is the uh, is the one I prefer of the two, but I really love them both. They're both family and they're both home. I mean, for you, you definitely want to do the the bike one solely for the fact that you have better chance of performing. Uh, the better. course, yeah. Whatever course you have, at least it's consistent. The bikes don't tear it up, and that's right. really huge. That's important. Okay, hang on for a second because we actually have someone providing a public service here. I don't know what this means, but GB seven. CHI3 game update for those who don't want to leave the chat. Carlos Amador is apparently there's is there a special sporting event on tonight? Is that the is that the deal? Am I missing it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but he's giving a game update. So anybody anybody who wants to stick with the show. <laughs> hey, look, Jay, Mike York goes on. He says hi to, hi hey, to Jay. Hey, Mike, I love you, brother. He, we had a lot of fun with him at Speed Week. Oh, dude, he's a trip, he right? He is a character. <laughs> I think I want to go to Speed Week just to say that I've been. I mean, I said that about Bubs, and uh, yeah, I have to go back. Like that was just uh, yeah. It's well, you infectious. almost did, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's been a rough year. Wow. Losers. <laughs> but, you Losers. Know, like no, like I said earlier, I think I'm a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason, and I really truly believe it. Especially after hearing how the salt was, there's a reason that we did not make you it. You guys Too screwed up good worked. this year. Yeah, you got exactly. Lucky. That was a tragic year there too. So. Uh, Oh, so Carlos said football, so GB must be Green, Green Bay. Bay. Oh, that's oh, right. Green Bay, Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the score? Rivalry? Seven. Well, let me go back. Can I go, can I <laughs> go back? Thank you, Carlos. 
Can I go back? I knew Green Bay was playing, but I didn't know it's tonight. Let's see. Uh, seven yeah. Green Bay, seven Chicago, three. There you oh. go. All right, keep the updates coming, Carlos. Uh, but, but hey, back to Speed Week. Another cool thing for the cars: the first two nights on the Friday and Saturday at the Nugget, they have a massive street ride show. And what's really cool: these people are driving these hundred thousand dollars street rods out on the salt. So that night at the show, I've got some imagery, Chris. I'll give it to you. You can show all your yeah, viewers. Yeah, yeah. They are the batted flatheads, big blocks covered in salt. It's, uh, oh. But it's the most amazing car show. So you would love Speed Week. It, and it, it goes way, way back. I hey, mean, if it, you're going to build it and let it sit somewhere, why wait? Shame on no, you. They, you know I mean? they get out there and thrash them and bring them to the show. It's yep. wonderful. If you're going to run, if you're going to build it, run it. Play with it. Don't, uh, you know, don't build something and let it sit there. That's Amen. a piece of art. Hallelujah. So a couple comments in. Uh, Kentucky misses you guys, too. Hello from Morgantown. Um, Billy J. Terry, worst salt in years from what I've seen. <laughs> right on, Billy J. You know, well, so let's uh, let's move on to, to BMST and uh, and talk about, you know, so w- what is there, a few days in between while they're changing over the organizations and getting ready for the motorcycle? Yeah, guys? you got about a week there, and, uh, man, I was really hoping that salt would cure, and it did a lot. And what was really cool, I jumped on my little FXR and went up into Idaho. And five hours out of Windover, Nevada, is a place called Stanley, Idaho, 39 degrees in the morning with hot springs. Wow. Oh, yeah. We and went there. You, oh, did you go there? On our honeymoon, oh, we my drove God. through there. So you, then you know. But, no, uh, exactly. And yeah, I think you, it was about that cold. There's like five hot springs in a row. Yes. And then the river beside Absolutely. it. Dude, that's huh. the best place but on the planet. That was a great break. And then to come back, at least, you know what? We came back to a better course. And again, the cars weren't tearing it up. And, hey, and people went to impound. It wasn't a wash by any means. It was just frustrating because, again, we were spoiled last year. It was a great year. You know? <laughs> but, hey, you know what? This this is what this is what's so cool about Bonneville. You have to you have to challenge it. You have to overcome it, and and a lot of people did. And, and my hats off to them. If you went to end to impound, congratulations. I mean, I know we got a world record by one mile an hour. Both and and there were only ten world record holders in the out of 180 motorcyclists. Mm. So it was a tough year. Right on, man. So um, let let's talk a little bit more about what uh what what you're doing with one feather racing. So there's the code talker bike. Are there other bikes too? Are there other bikes that are in your arsenal that are not part of one feather? Or what's the plans from here? No, you know everything I do is dedicated to one feather. The FXR is going to be coming back to life. Um, we've got some big plans on changing Code Talker. Uh, we're keeping it a secret, but we have a brand new motorcycle we're coming out with next year, and Poor Man's Turbo is a monster. This motorcycle that I set a world record with, I never had it full throttle because I couldn't. I didn't want to blow it up over seven grand. But this thing is going to make epic speed next year. Lord willing, the salt is even better. Not perfect, but just better. So we've got a lot going on. And uh, it, it, it's, again, I'm already jacked for next year. I, I don't even think I'm going to take off these Dude. later. I mean, I'm ready. Look who's here. I'm actually I'm actually putting up on the screen your Facebook page so I can Drew. tell people. And Drew himself is here. <laughs> Drew, I love you, brother. <laughs> Don't spend that $100 in one place. Uh, <laughs> I still have a note that I keep in the ashtray of my truck of my Sprinter that Drew gave me last year. Oh, yeah, I he remember gave me it. a little business card mark that said, Get off your lazy biker ass. Get off your lazy biker ass and get to work. Because I was like, I don't know if I want to speed wire all this shit and blah, blah, blah. And he's the the guy that, like, runs tech. You know what I mean? 
So he was like, get off your lazy biker ass and get to work. I think um, Ed, you actually have the wrong Drew, but... Um, no. This is Drew Woodford. Oh, okay. My, my old eyes. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, hey, big shout okay. out to Drew Woodford, too. And Ashley, you know, that little gal, uh, not I'm only sorry. set records, but Ashley's, I, I was looking at her today on Facebook, and her riding position was just impeccable. Wait, I there's mean, the other Drew on Yeah, page. there's Drew right there. <laughs> uh, I am a land speed racer. I love it. <laughs> he is, man. He went out there and got himself a record, or maybe more than one. Damn it. But I know he got a record. And Ashley, I think three or something yeah. like that. But she she's really improved as a rider. Just to look at her, you can tell she's evolving yeah. big time. So Drew Drew Gatewood, I'm Drew sorry. Gatewood. Yeah, I'm that's my, okay. My They're both great Drews. We yeah. like them both. So, and Drew Gatewood, for those who are curious, he um, does the tech and he will he tear your bike inspector. apart. He inspects everything. And but he's, he's your friend. Also, until he's he your inspects friend, you. But he's also a great musician. And yeah. I just posted a link to his Bonneville song. Yeah, yeah. That he sings at... Oh, yes. Um, at the black and white, so he's a great guy. Hey, also, um, you know, back it up a little bit to the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials. There, there's a there's a Japanese guy by the name of Kaz, and last year he ran the electric bike and he crashed at 181 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, he messed his hand up, so he shows up this year with the same team, the same bike. But he couldn't ride it because of his hand from the crash last year. But I got to give a shout out to those guys. They got that electric bike over 200 miles an wow. hour. A big contingency from Japan. And, and I love their energy. They're so excited to be there. And then Hero. Um, Hero had some friends that had an identical body to Hero's. I know he inspired them or he gave them the, I don't know how it worked, or maybe Hero even built the body for their bike. But they had a naturally aspirated Harley Davidson that sounded like a freight train that looked like a bullet. And they went like 197 miles an hour, world record, went into impound. And so a big shout-out to all our friends from Japan. You guys killed it this year. Right on. Right on. Well, listen, man, you can uh, you can check Jay out on uh, Facebook under Jay Allen. Keep track of what he's doing with Code Talker. I've known Jay for, you know, God, as long, long as I've been in, long as I've been in this game in the national when scene. when I had brown hair. And, <laughs> and, man, like every year what I can tell you is this cat couldn't wait till the end of the work year so he could get to Bonneville to, to do his thing, man. And, and, and keep like, in mind his, his work year in a lot of senses was to help a lot of people. You know, I mean, he was always there for everybody and. God, we did some really dumb shit, and he backed us up. <laughs> he came to play for us. I, mean, luckily, I, luckily I knew you'd grow up. Yeah, grasshopper worked out, but yeah, we uh, we put him on a spot a lot of times. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It you know took it was a lot of work for us too, but. You know, hey, not having none of you, support. None of you bastards ever had to get the get the talk where he yeah, said, "You know, I'm Chris, disappointed in you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed." <laughs> yeah, but we got like like my mom used to give it. We got the look when he walked by. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah, And I hate it. It's like spanking your daughter. You know, I hated doing it, but you got to be a good parent. You got to do the right thing, you the, and you got to confront the issue, right? Yeah. All right. yeah. In all reality, the three of us wouldn't be sitting here together That's if it weren't right. for Jay. So uh, well, I'm honored. Your fault, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't kill me, Heather, because I think you created a monster here. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, go check them out. Uh, more yeah. importantly, if you're in the area or can make it down to the uh, to the Blue Ridge, the oh, Cherokee Blue Ridge run, come, come hang out with Jay. Come hang out with us. Yes. We're going to be here all weekend, man. You can ask him questions about One Feather Racing. 
the Code Talker bike. He can tell you all about Bonneville in person. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for I having appreciate me. appreciate it. Come and see me, you guys. We're going to take uh, two minutes here real quick and do some business for the show, and then we'll be right back to you guys with some more uh, guests on of the hour. I'm Tyler with Lowbrow Customs. I wanted to talk to you uh, about a new scholarship that we created in 2018 for the Lincoln Electric Welding School. So we created an endowment, which means that every year forever, uh, a $1,000 scholarship will be given out to one student in need uh, who's going to attend the Lincoln Welding School. Lowbrow is located uh, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and Lincoln Electric was founded here in 1895, and the welding school started shortly after in 1917. We think that's really cool, and we're happy and proud to have Lincoln as part of our local community. We feel that the Lowbrow Customs Welding School Scholarship is a great way to offer support to the Midwest, make it a better place, and also to support U.S. manufacturing of all sorts, potentially creating a person that will work to help supply Lowbrow with parts that we have manufactured all over the Midwest and all over the country and world. The Lowbrow Customs Welding School Scholarship is administered by the Cleveland area AWS chapter, which is the American Welding Society. For more information on this scholarship, how to apply, and uh, to find out more about other scholarships that Lowbrow Customs offers, you can visit lowbrowcustoms.com slash scholarships. Thank you very much.
Hey, man, I uh, want to tell you again, we're coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio every week, um, Thursday, sometimes Sunday. It looks like we're switching to Sunday. Get ready for the Sunday deal because the Sunday numbers are better. But 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're bringing you 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit, um, some news, some entertainment, events, all of that. But uh, it is your job to participate in this show. And with that, we're going to go to Heather, and she's going to bring up the social media airwaves and tell us who's on, who's what, who's saying what, who's unhappy, who's on first. You got to turn your mic on. There it you is go. on. I didn't. I didn't do it. You did it. You muted me. Hmm, muted. Funny. Hey, hold on. Hold on a minute here. I said muted. Yeah, I know. Mute. Cool no, hat. Mark, you cannot mute me. Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Um, Am I on? So you, you keep talking to the mic. Video. Into the mic. People can hear me. Move it, yep. move it back to you. <laughs> cool hat, Heather. Thank you. You can your, get one at hotleathers.com. Your blanket that's covering you that looks like the granny blanket that nobody can see. I'm cold. Leave hey, me alone. When we're at home, we do the show without pants on. It's nice. awesome. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, you just keep showing that video just to... What video? The TMMR Tennessee. video. Oh. Just to rub she's, it in that dude, I'm not going. She's super you big, pissed. giant losers. She's super pissed that she's not coming to Tennessee. But I'm going to get mom of the year, and you're not. So. Jay, well, did you have your pants off when you did this? I can I can get. You can't get mom of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, give it a hell of a try, though, I bet. So, yeah. We've got a bunch of people here. Um, festival Billy J. Terry. Over here. Look, I'm turning his mic off. Go. Billy J. Terry is asking if there are any um, updates on the chase. The, the chase actually starts tomorrow, and we are going to have regular updates posted on our social media channels. Missy Shoemaker is going to be bringing us those, so stay tuned to our Facebook page for those updates. Um, Brian Ferrand, he wishes we were going to be at the Kentucky Kickdown this year. Me too. I do too, but unfortunately, they haven't figured out a way to clone us without making us dumber. So <laughs> I like pizza. 
I like pizza. She says she says we don't. How fix is it things. that we managed to make that reference almost every week? She touched my peppy, Steve. She touched my peppy. She she says what a great movie. She says that we don't fix things. My wife and I were talking about that one the other day. Like you know, and then and then the reality of like the clone being in bed with my wife eating pizza. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, we we're going to have to put a moratorium on multiplicity, or we're just going to have to play the movie. So. <laughs> it's a great movie. Really can we get in trouble with that? Like, can YouTube ban us for talking about oh. no. saying too many lines from a movie? Um, Tom Kiefer doesn't have Hello. pants on. Hi, Tom Kiefer. Tom Kiefer's watching the show without pants on. Oh, See? Oh, boy. See? So let's, uh, let, let's just well, suffice it note, to say... That uh, we want you to participate, maybe not as much Steve as Tom Kiefer. Steve took his pants off too. Nice. Uh, what that's is it. Going I'm taking on? my pants off. No, There's, please don't. We're, do def- that. we're definitely not doing the show on Thursday anymore. There's going to be an issue. Ben Kudan from American Prime Manufacturing. Ben never has pants on. Yeah. Ben never okay. has pants Hello. on. Hello. Okay. Go ahead. Please continue. Okay. Don't you have something important to talk about, like Golden Bolt or something? There's a guy we, over we there do, sitting that wants to But let's talk just about remind it. everybody let's real quick that you can help Shop Talk go further by sharing. Hit the share button. Hit the the alarm so that when we go live, you know. And with that, I will introduce our next guest of the hour, Mr. Kevin Dunworth of the famed, now famous, two years in a row Golden Bolt Motorcycle Show in California. Kevin, what's up? Oh, uh, not much, man. I'm, I got to tell you, I've, I've been wanting to get on the air with you guys for a while, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. But I just want to know why you get like the big, fancy microphone, and because I and, bought all this shit. Me and Heather, <laughs> and, you know, I bought all this oh, okay. shit, and I could well, only afford cool. one good microphone. I don't know. I, I, it looks like Heather's got the credit card balance over there. So, <laughs> so actually, it's because he's high maintenance, and uh, we're not. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. And she does it to me every week. It's Now it's like I don't have pants on. Right. So anyway, when I was eight, I... Uh, no. oh. <laughs> it all started when he was around eight So let, set the scene for Golden Bolt. Let's get right into Golden Bolt. <coughs> well, uh, you know, Mark, it, it, you know, I don't come from the uh, V-twin um, kind of chopper scene. I, it's okay. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm cool with it. It's just you guys. I'm trying to make you guys it's comfortable. A, it's all right. Yeah. Hey, but the funny part about it is like um, trackside there for a minute. I mean, there was a large, you know, part of this that was, you know, track bikes, the, race bikes. I mean, yeah. talking about the other magazine that we did. Yeah. I don't know if Kevin knew about that. No. No? No, I knew Maybe about the motocross stuff. You it guys. was all racing. Yeah, yeah, all racing. Yeah, we've it talked was, about it, it several awesome times. awesome, too. Like, it was one of our favorite things to do, I think, at one point there for a minute. You know, what, I, what, what, I, what I'm talking about, which, um, you know, Chris and I have uh, lots of uh, phone calls because, you know, uh, believe it or not, he's become kind of a mentor to me over the years with, with different stuff. And, That'll cost you. No, I know, but, but we disagree <laughs> about know. a lot. And uh, what, what, I, what I appreciate about it, Chris, is... Um, we can express each other's views of where we think the industry should go, what history we think should be taught, and this leads into the golden bolt. So I'm not just off on a tangent, well. but uh, but um, it, it you know he's a chopper and biker culture guy, um, which I grew up in, 
but also kind of like almost rebelled against, you know, when I became like my 20, because it was like, man, the last thing I want to do is, you know, mailmen ride panheads, you know, this, you know, I, if I wanted to go fast, I'm sure as hell not going to build a shovel head. My dad, you know, and his buddies rode shovel heads. I'm not riding that, you know, so, so I like I had an understanding and a knowledge, which I appreciate a lot now as an adult, but when you're young, you know, oh, like, yeah. man, I'm, I'm a motorcyclist, yeah, have, man. I'm not you this. You the world figured out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, at the same time, there is always this, um, I think, as with a lot of people in American culture, um, this, uh, this, this passion and this a fixation on 50s culture. Um, so that, for me, motorcycle-wise, led to, like, English, you know, after World War II, you know, and the, uh, the fact that these badass dudes were able to build motorcycles because there were tariffs and you know rationing and all the stuff yeah. going on in England because they were bombed out. Yeah. Meanwhile, all those guys came back from World War II and started our current hot rod culture, right? Which right. I really liked. And one of the things that um, to me has been a premise with my whole life since I was in the twenties is like, um, and this is going to cause a lot of feedback. I'm sure that's going to be negative, but like the hot rodders were taking the coolest stuff they could do and they were buying older cars and somewhere all these things became labeled and became scenes and and chris and i have had a lot of talks about this but they were they were just trying to go fast so i believed like when i was in my 20s especially like i had this hot rod culture and this thing that i just wanted to go fast i wanted to work with whatever i could and it didn't really matter what it was and then somewhere along the line everything started getting labeled Oh, uh, you're a biker. You're a cafe racer. You're you're a hot rod. Oh, you're an import car guy. You know, well, dude, there's nothing now in history. It already shows the '90s import car culture yeah. progressed the hot rod culture. You know, progressed it, and those kids were in the same yeah. crap that that you were into. Um, anyway, the Golden Bolt was a premise of allowing builders because I kind of came up through the builder ranks, and you know, um, kind of knowing some of the hottest dudes in the world. Uh, led me to believe. He real. just said he knows hot dudes. Hot dudes. Yeah. He's <laughs> totally freaking me out. He's not just right long hairs who don't wear pants and do their own radio shows, Chris. <laughs> right, right. He's expanding. Heavy on the long hairs. Stay back now. <laughs> right, I'm just saying. Do not touch. <laughs> yeah, don't touch. All right. No touching. It's a radio show. No touching. Um, but, but no, it's. <laughs> but it was one of those things where when, when you start realizing, uh, you know, like, man, I, you know, I went through the local ranks. I was. You know, we built some cool stuff, me and my buddies. You get to the regional ranks, you build some cool stuff. You get to the national ranks, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the industry, I'm gonna let everybody know. And then here I am forty three going, Wow, I still have so much to learn. Oh my God. Right. You know, and I and I think we all you know, again I've talked to Chris, I've talked with Mark, I think we all agree yeah. on that. Um, so the concept for me for the Golden Bolt was, you know, how do we how do we celebrate that? We need the we need the backing of some people to allow but we also need to really celebrate talents no matter what the style right and um and that's where you know i came up with the golden bolt and interestingly enough um i pitched it to several other companies and the house of machines out of south africa which was looking at a global expansion of going to la they were they were the first ones to go yeah man you know we kind of dig what you're saying you know and we think we think globally what you have going on is something that could be cool um, so that allowed me to, you know, actually do it. And yeah. that was the first year. And what's funny is, um, and I said this to Brian, who was, who was the winner this year with a chopper, you know. Um, he sounded disappointed yeah. in that. No, no. That, that, <laughs> that's, what's, that's, what's, that's what's so cool about it. I mean, it's like um, this, this just kind of like, and again, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have done the, the judging style that we did without Bob Kay, but it's, but it's new. 
it's different. So, like, you know, whatever you want to label everybody as, like the hipster guy, the standard guy, the adventure rider guy, the chopper guy, the, the bagger guy, they all had their own version of what you know, the perfect been, yeah, bike was. Been on top, right. And we were like, hey, man, when Max won last year, you know, it was labeled a hipster show. You know, I got hate mail, man. People yeah. were like, oh, dude, Max this, Max that. And it was like, you weren't there. You don't know. Ask the builders. Right. Um, and this year, you know, we're seeing the same thing. Like, and, I, and I'm not going to name names, but I follow Instagram religiously. You know this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a stalker, dude. <laughs> and, and I might not like your stuff, but if you're listening right now, I watch you. I know who you guys are. I follow, like, freaking... 10,000 people, dude, you start, on my you Instagram. starting to worry me. No, no. Work? I follow you, Mark. <laughs> Do you work? <laughs> you follow Mark? I have a, oh, I have Mark a, has <laughs> the most boring social media life yeah, in the like, world. I yeah. don't know. I, I turned him on to a couple things his girlfriend was doing today. Hey, Danny right? yells at me hey, all the time because I don't <laughs> do things I should do. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't oh, sorry. Right. You have to deal with Dana, yeah, not me. start following so. your girlfriend, she, man. She, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you just got to pay attention. Wow, this show is taking a quick left-hand turn into the dark side about her so <laughs> oh man i even forgot where i was but anyway the, um, <laughs> waiting to get beat up by dana that's where <laughs> right, you are right, right now right. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time yeah but uh so it's one of those concepts where when when you start looking at um when when people win the the chopper guys in the beginning of this year ah oh, man golden bolt they're letting some chopper guys in it's like a hipster show brian wins those same chopper guys yeah choppers rule man they finally yeah. proved it and and again, the, uh, the the platform was that style doesn't really matter, cleanliness doesn't really matter. We want to showcase talents of the builders, and it's truly trying to be um, kind of like what you guys are doing in, in Galveston. It's, it's truly trying to be a, a representation to the world and the industry of of what's out there in the current culture. Yeah. And it is mixed, man. I mean, uh, oh, dude. Yeah. And you know what, man? I gotta I gotta say something to you, Kevin. And like, this is going to be an extension of conversations that we have all the time. I feel like it was always, always mixed. mixed. You know what I feel like happened? That somewhere in the early 90s, the V-Twin culture got super crazy popular yep. and got and got publicized like crazy. But it, no, it, no, Chris, it didn't get publicized. It got labeled no, but it so got, they could sell it. No, but no the people ev- everything, everything yeah. got labeled. Yeah. Everything that we do and everything that we yeah. are got labeled. The V-Twin industry got super publicized, and they did label it, and they yeah. did sell it. The rest of the motorcycle shit, though, it's always been there. Always, yeah. There's always been cafe guys, yeah. rockers versus mods. No, and, yeah. like, you know, there's always been all that stuff. There's always been the KZ nuts. And, like, yeah. it's always been there. It's always been, it's always been that part of it. And now, as we're starting to see the V-Twin thing shrink so, back yeah. into a subculture, yep. it finds its place among its peer groups again where it doesn't matter like to guys like us yeah man matter. i'm i'm right down with the, my buddies on their on their um on their uh gsxrs we use gsxr parts on our yep. on our harley race bikes right. you know, you know daniel doing the stuff that he does with the oh, xs some no, no, and, but, but I, that's I, the thing like you and i we met we like I knew who you were. In, I don't know if you ever knew who I was, but we met at, at a at a. That's because you're a stalker. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
Well, you know, that, you, you that, was a, pre, that was pre-Heather, too, so right? you were available I back was. then. Yeah. You brought up a point <laughs> earlier about the hot rod guys. Something, yeah. something about the hot rod guys that didn't drag into all the rest of this was those guys made shit fast out of whatever they had. Yep. They yeah, didn't absolutely. pick a section. I mean, sure, it turned into the four guys and the Willys guys and the Chevys guys, but from the gate, they used whatever they had and they made it, made, they made it fast. Well, I think, I think a neat thing that, um, and I'm not going to speak for Chris, but we've had this conversation on the phone. Um, every, everything, um, everything gets labeled, everything gets sold, and yep. then everything gets whitewashed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what culture Next. it is. I yeah. don't care what it is, what you do. And again, um, I can tell you, look, look at Bob K. He's, he's Mr. Biker right now. Bob you know, Bob K raced Japanese sport bikes. He came up through the AMA racing ranks. He, you know, he's done it all, man. And, and again, yeah. that's what I want to celebrate. And again, you can call them hipsters or young people yeah. or whatever you want to call them. But these guys are getting fed, spoon-fed, whatever culture they think is fashionable. And that's awesome. That's great. And I'm, I'm happy for that. But Dude, the, the worst be- thing is if you pay attention to the culture that they're, that they're exhibiting, they're learning most of that shit from old B-rate yep. movies that we... I mean, those movies were made to make fun of things that weren't... That it, it just wasn't yeah, it real wasn't life. Like that. Well, yeah. well you know? the thing is, and again, my belief is, it's, it's, I don't care how they get into it. You know, I don't care what they think was fashionable to be cool. You know, what I care about is that the guys who fall off because it's not fashionable anymore, that's fine. They can be fine. But the guys that are true motorcyclists or whatever you want to call them, there needs to be some substance behind it. Yeah. And, and again, um, Amen. you know, I get, I, get, uh, I get your magazine. I pay for a subscription. I don't, I don't build the style. I'm not known for the style of bikes that you build, but I learned something from that. Um, I, I was on... Um, you know, I, I've been uh, uh, pals and friends, and and uh, have learned so much from Will Ramsey. You look at Will Ramsey bike, and you look at what a bike side built. And um, I hate to say this because I'm I'm putting him down because my quality of welds are nowhere near his. But if if I would be lying if I said he hasn't influenced me on oh, getting my builds better, yeah. and even though they're but that's different what styles, it's all about it is. You know what I mean? It but is. that's not what's being taught. Oh no, and no, that I might agree. be what you guys are being taught, right. but that's not what's being taught. But it's you know it's what some of us are teaching though. Well, try you know to what teach. I mean. Like right. honestly, having having Daniel participate in the magazine, and when we can have you Owings participate in it, and when we do stuff that's like. We do fuel injection technology. Yep. I mean, you'll see a lot more chopper stuff and old bike stuff in our magazine, but we get into all of it. Like th- this month, Daniel's been doing this incredible series, and I love I love Daniel's stuff because a long time ago we we decided Daniel and I together that Daniel's premise was going to be a guy in a garage. Yep. So how could he make that guy's life easier? Give that guy more knowledge? Save that guy money? Right. That was going to be what Daniel did with his tech article every month. So he's been doing this series now called 99 Problems, right? And to celebrate his his anniversary with the magazine, he's doing 99 problems in a row with 99 fixes. Little stuff, you know, sometimes it's machinery in the shop, but he's doing this whole section. He and I sat down on the phone the other day. He's doing a whole section of 10 problems with stripped hardware and 10 solutions of how to address that which are you know what i mean like those are those are the things dude like it doesn't matter what you're building hot rod rat rod you know show queen you know race bike harley bike like what the 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 article of creation you know what i mean like being able to put your hands on something and that's what a show like golden bolt celebrates that it celebrates the creation process and and acquiring that knowledge 
yeah. I think. Well, well, thank you for that. But the um, but the big the big goal for for me was um, and. I'm not going to sit here as a hypocrite. I've I've got a 18-year motorcycle industry career. Um, I will right now, recorded on this show, tell you I've showed bikes at the Indy Dealer Expo with no pistons in them um, because I was under deadline and I had corporate deal and they wanted to see uh, whatever it was that I was representing showcased. So getting that out there first, I also, as I got older, got really tired of seeing the the motorcycle part of our industry being, um, and I just saw, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I just saw PJ Garvin just did an article today, um, motorcycles are not art, changed my mind. And uh, again, I haven't read it yet, but it was like the headline immediately caught me. But it was like, man, I, I, I'm not going to argue with PJ, but I do think they're art, but I do think they should be a motorcycle. And again, in order to be a motorcycle, it kind of needs to do what well, I wanted to do. The difference between art and a motorcycle is can you get yeah. on it and ride it? Exactly. You know, to, to but, me. but a motorcycle can be art as long as it stays a motorcycle. Absolutely. Sure. And Absolutely. I think all of what we do. But a um, piece of art can't be a motorcycle if you can't ride it. Exactly, but that's just a piece of art. It's not a piece of motorcycle. Right, right. It's not a piece of motorcycle art anymore. Yeah. Um, and again, and, and back to what you're saying about strip screws. You know, what what husband wouldn't want to learn to fix his uh, wife's sink these days or anything else? Yeah. And that's the broad stroke thing of what we talk about as a society of where things are lost. And as a motorcyclist, I'm I'm not trying to be elitist, and I'm not trying to be uh, deservant because I ride a motorcycle. But I'm also saying, hey man. We're such a small volume of guys. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you ride one-wheeled unicycles that has a motor on it. You're in my club. And um, that was another thing that was, you know, prominent when we came up to Golden Bolt was how do we become welcoming? You know, we had an adventure bike. um, So, you know, we we literally, we, we opened it up to anybody that thinks they could win this money on their talent. Style isn't known. You're not. There's no chopper class. There's no. Right. You know. Oh, here's a um, digger class. You know, yeah. and all that stuff. And the other thing was, um, one one winner. Uh, my goal with that, and we didn't really release this, and we we've talked about it now, and this is the first time I've talked about it live. But I've done a couple of interviews. My main goal was to to create a sense of camaraderie while doing a competition, and I don't think you do that with a series of points. So 30K brings in world-caliber builders and guys who think they can compete with those guys. And every year, I curate the bikes. I curate the people. We let a couple guys in there, and, and they get there, and they, you know, literally. I had two people this year. They came to me, and they said, Kevin, and I don't know if I can cuss here, but they said, you know, how the F did I get in this room? Yeah. And I said, you got in this room because of who you are, what you're designing, and your age, and I want to see what you're doing in 10 years. And um, and, and right uh, on. one of them, yep. you know, is, is a- Ava Wolf. Um, she's 23 years old. Uh, she's built a couple bikes. She's a, she's old school apprenticing with a guy named Dustin Cott. Uh, Dustin Cott's very famous in the Cafe Racer Hollywood scene, but he's unknown in the chopper scene. Yeah. And she's apprenticed with this guy for three years. I mean, apprentices, old school apprentice, no pay. I show up to the yeah. shop. I do shit work. I sweep yeah, right. floors. And this guy and maybe teaches me a couple yeah. of his things that he wants to learn. You and I, Chris, have talked about that. Like, I came up in a in bicycle and uh, two-stroke. I had to apprentice. You yeah. probably had to apprentice. Oh, yeah. I tell guys, look, man, I'm not going to hire you, man, but you can hang out in the shop and sweep my floors. Yep. They go, what are you talking about, dude? I'm worth 14 bucks an hour. You know, here's this girl, 23 years old. She's apprenticing with, uh, she's apprenticing with Dustin. She got in the room because of the talent of what she was doing and her creativity. 
We had another guy who I won't name, but he, he got in the room because of his talent and his creativity. We also had Max Hazen. We have Brian Boudreau. We have um, Jake Drummond. I mean, uh, Jake Drummond, another young guy. Uh, I, I'm such a fan of this guy. Here's what's funny to me. These guys meet me, and they're like, man, we've been following you for 10 years. And I'm going, dude, you don't know what an honor it is to meet you, man. You're yeah. so talented. I would love oh, you yeah. to build one of my frames. You know, and, and uh, that was kind of like another thing with the Golden Bowl was just like, man, I can't imagine getting all, because I really love all the different genres. I can't imagine getting all the guys I'm fans of and getting them in one room and letting them see that they're all the same. And the biggest honor to me was... Yeah, they're all uh, artists to an extent. Well, the biggest honor to me was talking to Brian and his wife three hours ago. You know, three hours ago. And him going, man, I want to call you. You know, I got to up my game. I want to build something different. Here's the guy who just won 30K for a chopper he built. And he's talking about building a completely different genre bike with his talents. But that is our game. That's the golden ball. No, man. And that's That's the golden ball. You know, I, I think that's... Here, here's my thing, you know, taking this to the crossover point with, with art, right? Because all of my stuff st- starts and ends with art. It has to be, like, you know, I, I totally believe the form follows function and it has to be a riding motorcycle. But the art part of it, like, I build my bikes according to Fibonacci's coil with the golden rule of thirds and, like, you know, all kind of crazy art shit. I believe that that, I believe that in the artistic sense of things, you don't get to call yourself a true artist like I'm on a lifelong endeavor to learn to create art with anything I put in my hand a Dremel tool clay oil paint you know on and on and on right yeah same thing with a motorcycle you can't you can't really you can't really say that you know what that's all about and I'm not saying like you know the dick measuring contest of you can't say you're a builder until you make every nut and bolt on your bike no but if you only build one style of motorcycle, if you only build that one thing, you never broaden your horizons yeah, you to really. But, but I think that's a phase you have to go through. It is. Like, yeah, like again, is. we've never, talked about this. Um, some people you, you, never get out of that phase, though. I mean, yeah. like, you can pick one of their bikes out of a room for motorcycles. No, I'm with you, man. Well, whole careers. But, yeah. but, some yeah. guys have had whole well, careers uh, we, on that. We did, the, um, we did those um, Motorcycle Industry Council roundtables, uh, Chris, and you always talked about. Um, you know, that the same thing. And, and you and I even butted heads on some of the ideas of welcoming shops and this, that, and the other. But but the but the, the general conception is, um, you know, and I hate to sound like a, an older guy because I still consider myself young. But, but it's like, it's like man, um, you know, yeah, dude, you, you, you go through these transitions. And then I think if you're truly open-minded and not egotistical and not arrogant, and those guys get washed out of this industry real quick, oh, man. I mean, sure, fast. a couple of them survive because of money. But most of the guys who don't have anything, who really trying to make it, and they're well, too egotistical, they're not here anymore. I've seen so many shops come and go. I've seen so many builders come and go. But but again, the the average guy goes, wow. Like, I mean, again, you build bikes. You're a bike builder. You know, you're a respected bike builder. You're an editor of a magazine. Can you weld as good as Brian or Will Ramsey? I can't. I, you know, I, I work. I, I, I work at it every day. Me too. Well, I don't. That's my other problem. You like I, I'm doing this stuff for a month, and then I go back to my TIG welder, and in my head, I'm that guy. And then I sit down, I try to do it. I'm not. But but that's the thing. I don't have to be. I'm still creative. I still yeah. create a product. Everybody's yeah, no, no, and, and that's my thing, man. Like, no nobody should be able to shit on it. No, yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like that's that's one of the biggest things. Like I love this year. One of the bikes that we did was we went all the way back to the 90s, dude, and built, like, a 90s custom. And on purpose, yeah. we picked parts 
from the from 90s that, yeah. and took some era. took some design stuff of today and like stuff people were doing with soft tails but we went back to the 90s to yep. do that stuff yeah. where shit didn't fit exactly and right and, and like started, you know what i mean yeah when yeah. it started it but, wasn't we weren't too excited about it you know and, yeah. the and then further. the more we did it the yeah. more we were excited because of what you're saying being open to it and saying okay well you know, this is this is what the project is. You right. know, and like, well, here's what's we had funny. A blast. There's a whole generation, and I really felt it in uh, L.A. You know, because um, again, I love L.A. for about six days, and then I'm ready to get home. <laughs> but but it is a different little, you know, microcosm of American culture there. And what's funny, um, uh, there's a guy. He's originally from Baltimore, but uh, Oliver from Cutright. He's a born free builder. You may have heard of him, but he's really been getting into like the '90s spikes. And it's it's crazy to me because like that's kind of when I was graduating high school and it was like, yeah. the <coughs> and and Perowitz was really hitting his stride. You know what I mean? And yeah. The Perowitz paint jobs and everything, and and it's um it's so cool to see. But at the same time, kids are coming up to me and they're going, "What's this?" And so what's funny is <laughs> what's funny to me really is the twenty to seventeen year old. It's going, "Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a '90s FXR. Yep. That's a and I'm going." How old are you? They're going, I'm 19. I'm, how do you know what this is? So it, that's what's really cool about motorcycling but is see, I'm they gonna think give it's you, cool. Me, me and Xavier talk all the time about how, you know, motorcycles and music have so many similarities, right? And I'll, I will put this to you that guys like Arlen Ness, Dave Pirowitz, Donnie Smith, you know, the longtime guys that have been through generations, you can, you can compare them to a band like Kiss, yeah. right? They constantly redefine themselves their music their their approach to everything but even eventually like the kids that you're talking about right now they know kiss without the makeup from the 70s or with the makeup from the 70s and kiss with the makeup from today if you take them a picture of gene simmons in a fucking spandex suit with makeup on they're gonna be like okay who is that but that (laughs) was that was part of gene's role man you know what i mean like but the but the the thing i'm saying is like some of these younger kids they they know they know more about them than you or i oh yeah yeah. because it's like they that that's their thing like they're they're anti so so i'm 43 i have seven-year-old daughters which are are younger but we go to hot topic (laughs) and like everything that was super cool in like 1988 is in hot topic right now right it's and so my wife and i are loving it we're like you you think this is cool they're like no we hate hot pink you know every trend comes around they say you know i mean it rolls back around that's a that's true you and you know it almost you almost have to question that (laughs) like we did when we were kids me and chris talked about like these long choppers and stuff and they were cool when we were growing up. That was what the dudes were riding back then. And then it all disappeared for a while. And the only way for it to come back is for people like us to bring it back. Right. You know what I mean? To make it cool. Well, and it almost like what Kevin says, too. Like, it almost needs to be labeled, yep. be sold out, to be dropped and off, be washed yeah. away yep. just to have a chance to have a rebirth. Right. Yeah, and, no, that's cool. And like yeah. you said, yep. one of the most widely said verses when people walk and look at our bikes, oh yeah, they're really badass, but you can't ride that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kiss my ass. So yeah, like yeah. okay, <laughs> you catch me. Well that's know? what I you know, I don't I don't um as as you know, uh, and I'm saying this, I I haven't competed in a in a show in six or seven years and, and um and then Chris uh, asked me to come to the uh, Lone Star rally at uh, Galveston. In motion and um and in motion and um you know, I, I had a blast down there, and it was really neat. And it was a competition, but again, you you curated it to get a band of brothers and do all that stuff. Yep. And again, those were unbeknownst to me that you were doing that at the same time that I was coming up with the original concepts of the Golden Bolt, even though we were talking about doing 
riding shows and some of the other shows that were in Vegas at the time that, you know, oh, here's a video of your bike starting. Like, yeah, wow, really? Yeah. Like, come on, man. No, I, and that's the thing, too, with the Golden Bolt. Like, we ride in downtown L.A. Uh, ask any builder that did it. <laughs> it's epic, man. You, you will die. Like yeah. it's 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 literally that serious. Um, we offer no SAG support. There is no pat. There is nothing. Uh, I do a speech before it. If you don't feel like doing this, that's fine. We'll still judge you. But here it is. This is an outlaw old biker show. Yep. But if you don't sign the book here, sign the book at the halfway point. Sign the book back. You don't get yep. all the points all the other guys get. Right. And and again, right away, what's funny is like you look around the room. Here's some of the most hot Instagram guys, hottest builders, whatever. They all look around, and, and it's like, you don't even have to say it. All of a sudden, they form the buddy system. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> they hey, group up. Hey, Mark, like, you, you're riding yeah. with me, right? Man? They, <laughs> like, they, you know, I, I got yeah. you, boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, man, you, you, got, you got a 10-millimeter, man? Because, you know, I'm going to need that thing. It's funny that you hook up with guys that you had a little bit of a problem, so you hook up with a guy that, like, knows good electrical stuff. Right, right. You know but, I mean? but, but, again, you got 23 dudes, yeah. and here's the funny thing, like, um, and I think we've been successful at it. You know, as the years go on, it's going to become more dif- difficult. But the first year, we had 21 builders. We gave away $25,000. Every dude walked up, hugged Max, partied with him yep. all night. Everybody talked good stuff. This year, we had 23 builders. Everybody walked up to Brian. I mean, of course, he sobbed like a little baby on stage. Uh, but, but, you know, it's like, I mean, you talk about I cried. Good for him. Know. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. But but, uh, but it's like one of those things where, like, I mean, I watched 20 dudes walk up and hug that dude yeah. and say, hey, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, cafe dudes, modern standard, you know, whatever label you want to put on yeah, every builder in there. Once walked you get up them and hugged that, that dude and said, hey, man, congratulations. But I guess in another sense, you think about it with all the people that are laboring the hipsters, laboring the bikers. You take all those people and put them in a room. Half of them don't have the balls to come up and say something to you in the room together. So putting them all in that room, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sometimes makes them open up, makes them see they're, different they're sides. down so, those walls, no, man. most definitely. And, and you can talk shit all you want on on Facebook, online, on, you know, Twitter, on whatever whatever the kids are doing this day, right. you know, these days. But when it comes down to Snapchat, s- Snapchat to actually stand in there and speak and, right. you know, most Did people you say won't Snapchat? do it. Snapchat. Yeah. That's what he said, Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. <laughs> I'll yeah, Snapchat most, pe- you later. most people won't admit it face to face. Ninety percent of the people <laughs> won't admit it face to face. So, no, that that that's the thing, man. And again, um, and I've been lucky. You know, I I I don't know if luck's the right word, but um, I I really do. Like, I didn't know every builder in the room this year, but um, I, I personally spend a lot of time. Like, I, I Google these guys. I, I look at them. Stalk if, them. If, no, but if I see well, you don't admit you're a stalker, so good. No, no, but but if I see, but if I see, um, and again, maybe maybe I'll get bad feedback for this. But if I see you being negative, or I see you bashing, or I see you doing other stuff, you're not going to get in my contest. Your characters as much um, my, as you're built. Yeah, my my contest, um, as long as I'm involved in it, I'll say that um, is is about uh, being a true contest, and it's not really a show or competition like that. It's a contest yeah. of mm-hmm. of you know who has the best talents, and and I'll say this, and because uh, a lot of people, I did a couple of magazine interviews and in L.A. Times, you know, all these guys and. Um, I, I couldn't compete in my own contest. Yeah. You know, and I'll be the first one to admit that. Like, I mean, the, the, the dudes that are in there are just incredible. And I, I, I'm kind of proud of that, too. You know, it's like, man, I, I know where I'm at, but I'm not there. You know? that's Mark, it, you're pushing. He, to, he totally just name-dropped right on our I show. Yeah. Did you, 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 did you, you catch that? that? You get used to it after huh? a while. Right. Mark. <laughs> no. Oh, L- L.A. Times. LA Times. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's sort of funny because, you know, not only now are you calling these some of these people out that are labeling other people, but like you're saying, not to compete in that, but you, you could compete in it. Anybody can compete in that if they bring their A game. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what it all comes well, down that, to. That's a whole other thing. Like, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, I'm sick of living in, in an outcomes-based society. Oh, yeah. I really am. I'm yeah. sorry. I believe, I believe whether it's your kid or a guy that you know or yourself, if somebody puts their heart and soul into something yeah. and somebody else half-steps some shit, the guy who put the more work and more passion into what he does deserves something yeah. for that. He well, deserves recognition. Right. But let's talk about that. I mean, Brian. Let's, Brian. Let's uh, talk Brian, about it. Brian is um, Brian Budera, who who won the Golden Bolt thirty thousand dollars. He's a garage builder. Right. He, he has a day job. Um, it's his second complete motorcycle he's ever built from the ground up. By all means, uh, in a room with absolute pros. I mean, um, industry industry guys designing motorcycles for companies, helping with design, influencers. You know, blah 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 in the room. And Brian, with uh, granted a very simple platform, a, a platform, uh, Miguel Galuzzi, uh, to quote him, I think people are upset about not understanding where this bike came from because it's a platform that they've seen for 40 years. Yeah, the simplicity. And, they and, think yeah, simplicity. But in the simplicity of what it is, it, and the only reason it's simple is because we've all seen it before. Right. But have we all seen it before executed in this level? And that's what that's what won the show. Well, and dude, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you misunderstood me when we started this. I'm not talking about the guy that did the most. Right. I'm not talking about, about no, the guy. No, no, I'm in complete worked, agreement with that you. The work the hardest. When when somebody exhibits that kind of passion, yeah, it's undeniable. No, I, I get you what you're what saying, I mean? and like, I completely absolutely. agree with you. And I think that's another example of how not only does our judging system work. And it's different, so everybody's upset about it. Like, you mean I didn't get to j- vote for my best friend because he's cool? Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. didn't. No. There's judges. And again, the judges only vote on 25% of the bike. We don't get to see the other 75% of it. Bob K., the chairman, puts that together. He does the numbers. I mean, it's it really does. It changes the game. So and, blaming and that's it all the most thing. Yeah, it's all Bob's <laughs> fault. But anyway, no, I, I really, I really, uh, I'm proud of it, man, because because I was frustrated with, you know, the um, and again, there's a place for peer judging, but when you go to a show and there's peer judging, and then a couple industry influence, oh, who's the industry influence? Oh, this guy owns a shop locally, and he happens to, you know, blow the the guy who's the promoter, you know. No, dude. You know, he's not <laughs> judging my bike. No, I'm sorry. I can't say that, can I? I just saw everybody's faces. No, no, yeah. no. That's great. <laughs> no, but listen, like, you know, one second just to get back to what I was saying about outcomes-based society. Like, the way I am with Amelia, I've made Amelia work her ass off. I've made her stand up for herself. Heather has, too. We make her go to bat for herself. We make, we make her stand on her own two feet. And I think that, like, if, if we don't start doing more of that, if we don't start illustrating in the things that we do that there are winners and there are losers yes, for are. a very specific reason, if you set out every day and your goal is to do this thing and you want it and and you want it and that's your goal and the right. things that you're doing you're going to pick right. up the knowledge you're going to spend the time you're going to study it you know what i mean like yeah. that deserves like no matter what it is if it's science if it's you know metal shop if it's building motorcycles that deserves credit man i'm, I'm in complete agreement and again talking to Brian i don't know if you're going to get him on the show but yep. you know the guy you know he was he was literally in a ghetto in los angeles 
he had one of Chris Richardson's bikes up on uh, builds up on his wall. Never built the motorcycle, you know, ridden motorcycles. Might have owned them. I don't know this history. But he's told the story a couple times to me with tears in his eyes. He had the picture of this bike on his walls. He wanted to build it one day. He got into the chopper scene. He built his first bike, and he was your builder of the year. His second bike, he's built this at Chris Richardson's in the Los Angeles. Hard work, perseverance. He was an MMA fighter. He was a bouncer. He lived on the street, bouncing at night in Las Vegas. Came back, you know, hard work, perseverance, all this stuff. To me, I didn't even know any of that, you know, until we until he won the thing and I started talking to him. And he goes, man, here's what this means to me. But you're talking about exact, you know, this is exactly what you're talking about. And it also shows to me, and again, this is our plug for, like, the fact that our contest is real. You know, um, Max Hazen, uh, he's also a self-made guy, man. He won last year. This year, a chopper happened to win. Next year, who knows what could win? Could you know be. what I mean? And um, same deal. But but to me, we've we've created a contest that allows uh, the best craftsman, the best builder, and the best really all around person with whatever platform they choose the to be shot. a winner right. and get right. celebrated for it. And as far as I know, and nobody has countered this since. And uh, we've had the the South African uh, the House of Machines out of South Africa research this. We're $30,000. Since 1993, there's nobody who's been giving away as much money as, as those guys have. And that's, you know, BMW Motorrad, Bell Helmets, um, Russ Brown, you know, who sponsors your event, and the House of Machines. They put that up, and, and that's what they said. They said, hey, Kevin, we like your idea. If we're going to have a contest, what's the most astronomical number you can remember? I was like, man, I don't know, like I mean, five grand, ten grand. They're like, let's do 25. And then we're going to do five grand more every year. So right we did twenty five thousand the first year. This year we gave a check away for thirty thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, next year it was going to be thirty five thousand dollars, and anybody anybody can enter. Anybody That's can great. get in. Well, listen, we we like your show too. That was the point. Now we got to get you the hell off of the show because yeah. you're eating up all the Screw time. Those guys. Yeah. So <laughs> screw Kevin. No, listen. Tell everybody Kevin where times. tell everybody where they can keep up with you on Golden Bolt, and more importantly. We're going to start talking to some of the guys that are here from AMD, but they were yeah, some yeah. of the guys that were also involved in Golden Bowl. Yeah, well, as you know, I'm I'm um, I'm heavily involved with uh, Bob K. You know, I have been for a lot of years. And um, you mean work-wise? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. He, he, uh, <laughs> is is that what he just meant when he was talking about? Hey, Bob, the, what the do you guy call that's me? Blowing I the promoter. So. Um, think right. maybe. Anyway, uh, anyway, right. Um, no, oh. Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob literally picked me up off the streets and uh, <laughs> and, is, and is, has, told me, has told me a lot. And uh, and uh, I'm I'm super proud to be able to say that I've worked with him for as many years as I have. And um, part part of what I've, I've done is um, he's allowed me to um, tweak. You know, Bob K has a vision that outlasts his own life, and um, and his vision is to bring motorcycle culture and what's happening on the street to the industry and represent it. And um, he realized that needed some change and needed a different voice. And um, he's allowed me and some of the younger guys that I bring to the table to, to do that. And, um, and I'm proud of that. And with that is, is the AMDs. And, you know, we all have different opinions about the AMDs currently. But um, I have an opinion about where it should go and what it should do. And uh, Bob's allowed me to do that. And as of right now, I'm the uh, assistant director for the United States of the AMDs. And Bob's the, the director. And um, he keeps every year saying he's going to retire. And I keep saying, you know, one more year. 
one more year. Um, and it's basically, <laughs> and uh, I'll say this in all humility, it's, it's just because I'm not ready to take over. Um, I still have so much to learn. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he, uh, he, can, uh, he can teach me a little more. Right on. Well, you know, and like you said, regardless of what the opinion of it is, it's it's the one world show. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, we currently. can we can all argue about how, how we can make it better and you know, what our opinions about that are, but it is it is the one world show currently, so yeah, you know it definitely does d- deserve support. We commend you guys for supporting that. And um, well, you guys have been a big, huge thing. I mean, I know you have Bob on all the time, and you've always um, been here, you know, supporting the stuff. And um, to me, more importantly than supporting the AMDs or anything like that, it's that the the, the builder support that you guys have for the guys like Tim Dixon, you know, uh, all the all the different guys that are out there. You guys are always here. You're always getting them up on stage. You're always promoting them. And that's what we need to get the, the culture that we love and that we believe out to, to more people. And, that, and that's it, too. I think a little bit of what we do up on stage is that we give everybody the ability to learn that they can do this stuff themselves. I mean, anybody mm-hmm. can be Brian Butera. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not like, don't, not everybody can be Brian. Yeah, you better everybody start well. Everybody has the ability. You know, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you might not be the guy that has to hand weld it. You might have a buddy that does that amazing weld, you know. But a, a bottom line is everybody has the ability to come get to this position and build these kind of bikes. So it is, as difficult as it is and paying attention, One it isn't rocket science. No, I, mean, I agree. I mean, I, again, I... Uh, I'm a pretty proficient welder. I've, I've been an influencer for Lincoln Electric and so on. And, uh, you know, it's always like a humbling thing when they're like, you're our, um, you you know, we have you on our roster as influencers for our garage, our first time welders. <laughs> it's like, well, is, is well no, a wait a minute, man. Wait, I, yeah, well, thank you, you know, but, but wait, what do you mean? Lincoln like, yeah. welder well, we're basically just showing that anybody can weld. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. All right, man. Well, listen, I want to thank you for coming and hanging out with us and telling us a little Dude, about Dude, what this. a blast. You guys can keep up with him by going to uh, Facebook, keep up with Kevin Dunworth, keep up with the Golden Bolt, um, the AMD show. You can also get your ass off the couch, get on a motorcycle, and get down to the Cherokee Blue Ridge run where we're all at this weekend. You can see some of the incredible bikes because, dude, there's a line of bikes right off to the side of us right now that are here to compete for a chance to go to Europe to represent the United States in the AMD World Show. And that shit is going down this weekend right here at the Cherokee Rally. So I want to thank you again, man. Um, We're going to take a break real quick while we get our next guest up. We're actually going to interview a couple of the AMD guys and, um, and actually talk to the Golden Bolt winner. But real quick, our friends from the Iron Horse and Sturgis have sent us along a little Sturgis recap. We're going to watch out while we switch things up. Stick around.
Okay, man. Hey, we're back. This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and we're coming to you live with Shop Talk through the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Um, lots going on still here. We're live from the Cherokee Blue Ridge Run, happening all weekend long. You guys have an opportunity to come down and hang out with us. I'm going to check in with Heather and see how things are going on social media. What's going on, Blondie? <clears throat> Carlos had pizza without us. Oh. Um, I'm very disappointed. I want pizza and tacos and ice cream. I like tacos. I like tacos. Um, <laughs> Ashley Woodford is here. Roy Martin says good show tonight. Ashley's um, going to yell at me for, for for picking the wrong Drew. Oh. Um, let's see. Rich Petonia. Tom Kiefer was here. There were a lot of people here tonight. Right on. Well, we thank you guys for hanging out with us and spending your time. Um, Every Sunday from now on. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Except Eastern. Except this Sunday. Except this Sunday. Starting next Sunday. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to bring you another 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. Uh, some news, some entertainment, the whole deal. And moving on to the last segment of our hour, we got some cool people in the studio with us right now. I'm happy to introduce both Xavier Muriel, invited builder for the uh, AMD show here this weekend, but you are also part of the of the golden bolt show yeah yeah so we were just lucky enough to uh to talk to to talk to kevin organizer of the golden bolt show and um and he was outlining the differences also in with us is the man himself the, 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 the chopper offender like Kev, kevin was like yeah and how about this year it was a chopper i said hey kevin what the hell does that mean like he did say you, the word chopper with a little bit of disdain yeah in his yeah voice. i'm like it, it's okay that it was a chopper that won, Kevin, but the winner, Brian Butera, Butera Metalworks. Duke, congratulations. Thank you. Not that long ago, I had you on this show, and I said the big question for you after tearing the hole in the ass of the world with the red bike was, <laughs> what are you going to do for number two? How do you follow that up? Yeah, I remember talking to you uh, <laughs> on the last time I was on the show, and that was the big question. So I... Um, that was the hardest part of building something again was was following that up and, and that constant question so um taking it out to the golden bolt and doing what it did that kind of solidified that i may have pulled it off <laughs> now for for both you guys i want to I, I just want to hear like firsthand account because this was both of your first times at, at golden bolt yeah xavier you had been to in motion before so you'd kind of been to a, a show of this kind of format but take everybody through it and talk a little bit about what the, what that environment's like oh man i mean right <laughs> right off the bat we you know brian myself and, and nick from mad pen had literally just come off the heels of uh of sturgis so we were literally in sturgis for 10 days doing um everything out there business related and, and seeing all of our friends and and uh hanging out at the brand new handmade lot the builder's lot which is going to be the best and baddest thing that's gonna you know that's gonna hit all of the uh all of the events in the coming years so we were literally just had dropped off our suitcases in our rooms prospectively and then we turned right around from Sturgis jumped in another car Nick and Brian Brian was kind enough to grab his truck and his trailer pick up Nick and then zoom through Austin grab me and we were on our way to LA which I am no stranger to that drive driving from Austin Texas to Hollywood is just Dude, such a pain in the ass it's man It's brutal right And I remember I remember telling the guys at one point in time Nick was actually driving and I was like 
hey, man, we're almost in El Paso, and that's like halfway. And he was like, what? What do you mean it's halfway? I'm like, yeah, bro, <laughs> Texas is a big-ass state, homeboy. And, uh, I mean, it was an experience. You know, Brian hit it on the, on the, on the, on the, on the head way before we even got into um, the truck, which was it was all about the experience of just uh, three dudes, a truck, a trailer, three bikes, and just going. And having lived in L.A. Uh, for, you know, a number of years and ridden there in not only one of my own death traps, but riding, you know, choppers through there, I knew exactly what riding in downtown L.A. And then, you know, getting to Hollywood was going to be like. And I was kind of I was kind of freaked out, to be honest, because it's it can be really intimidating because people don't give. A hoot, man. They they cut lanes. They split lanes. They're doing forty five in between standing traffic, and they just don't care. And here you've got guys, you know, that are that we're really proud of the machines that we've labored over for months. Um, so that was kind of crazy. But like the whole intensity of of getting there and meeting the commitment, and then um, you know figuring out where we were going to hang our hats, and then we you know we had some time off. Uh, the day before the actual check-in Wednesday, and I knew exactly where to go. We pulled the bikes out, did some stuff to them, and just kind of waited for that day, which was the actual ride. And like you had mentioned earlier, I mean, we've both done that ride in the In Motion show, which is a really awesome thing because it's not just about pulling the bike out of the trailer anymore and sticking it in its spot and going, hey, this is it, you know. You got to ride these things, you know, and they got to leak oil or they got to break down or you got to do whatever you got to do to get them back. And, you know, I was really, really grateful that I got to to ride along uh, these guys as well as everybody else was there. You know, there was a lot of our old friends were there. I got to meet people that I've heard about and have heard about me, but have never met face to face. So that was a really cool thing. And just to be back uh, in L.A. again, riding right. my machine and then looking over and seeing Brian on Hollywood Boulevard next to me and Nick and, you know, Rick Bray. I mean, at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, um, walking away from that with an experience of like, wow, we actually did that. Yeah, we rode our choppers, choppers um, into that show. And, and I couldn't have been more proud of the company that I was with and and just, you know, be able to like put my head down that night and go, man, that was a really, really, really awesome experience. Um, and that's something that nobody can ever take away from me, you know, from the sunsets that we saw on the drive, like going, wow, this is insane. Being on top of like a huge mountain in New Mexico, overlooking the valley where there was a sun on sunshine mm-hmm. on one side and a huge <laughs> rainstorm on the other. And we were like, pictures can't ever. Get no. It. Yeah. And, and I tried and you don't get it being there. Yeah. And it was it was it was really cool. And then just like getting there, meeting everybody, checking in and seeing the arsenal. And I use the word arsenal of uh, motorcycles that were represented uh, was pretty it was it was intimidating but it was also really invigorating and inspiring you know and um, brian you also had the experience from emotion show and the the stresses of because everybody thinks man like when you say okay well everybody's going to show up for this show and everyone has to ride the bikes everybody thinks well okay you know Everybody rides a bike, you know, no big deal. <laughs> Until you start thinking, like, okay, what was that? Yeah. What? what yeah. Did my bike just? Yeah. Am, am I running out of gas? Am I running out? Oh, oh yeah. And let me tell you, Brian and I could tell you some stories about that actual that shakedown ride. You know, 
and it, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, Mad Pen Cycles, their their legs have kicked my bikes and saved my ass as much as as my own has. Um, <laughs> both, you know, it's a whole new dynamic to to doing a show. I mean, and the stress involved in it. It's been the two most stressful things I've ever done in since since getting into the bike thing, like I have, and, and it's. But there's nothing more gratifying when you finish than than something than something you built and you just rode through, whether it be Galveston or L.A. You know, it's the same feeling. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and, and and not all the bikes that are out there in these shows that we've all competed in and against are able to do that. Um, you know, some of the top bikes out there they they aren't able to do the rideability aspect of it so it's uh it's another dimension that you can can pull off a, a build of you know that's beautiful but but functional too and uh to show people hey you know it can be done and there were some of those bikes that didn't even make it off the starting line yeah. you know and when we were at the end of the day you know sweating under the cali sun and we were all fired up and i i looked at everybody and i was like okay here we go i've done this before everybody follow me we are literally going to break every effing <laughs> rule between Hollywood Boulevard, Man's Chinese Theater, to where we've got to get back to East 7th Street, downtown L.A. And everybody grabbed their balls. They grabbed their shifter. They ran red lights. Dude, we did a NASCAR fuel pit stop. Record-breaking. Record-breaking. Yeah. I said over the four, 101. Four, four bikes. So we, we pulled into a gas station, <laughs> all filled the tanks, and we're out. <laughs> I, no exaggeration, it couldn't have been a minute. Couldn't and have been a minute. With a minute n- and nobody turning off their motorcycles. Everybody left them on, <laughs> ran around, gave, gave everybody gas, and, and, and took the, off. The ride, the ride to the checkpoint and the ride back, it was two different animals. <laughs> you know, the, the, the traffic was bad, and, you know, the, Nick's motor, my motor, uh, you know, they're, they're brand new motors, and, and they were getting hot, and so... I actually shut it down right at Hollywood Boulevard and didn't realize I was right in front of the stars and the sidewalk people and everything else. I'm sitting there letting my bike cool down and took a minute to grasp where I was at. But, you know, we knew on the way back, especially with a time limit that was kind of put forth, that there was only one way we were going to make it. Yeah. Time-wise, the the bike's holding up. We we couldn't afford to sit in traffic and do that again, so we all kind of made a common pact once we got up and rolling. You know, there's people kicking each other's bikes, helping each other bump start down the hill. I mean, everything we could, we got rolling. And it was literally, what, 35 minutes? 35 minutes. 35 minutes of the price of the most intense city riding I've ever done in my life. Dude, you guys sound like an episode of Willie and the Chopper game. Yeah, you, it, and, 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 and the saddest part is, Chris, had any one of us had any forethought to put one GoPro on our motorcycles, uh, yeah, yeah, we could sell this footage and be bagazillionaires because people would go, "You guys are absolutely insane!" And what is wrong with you? I was right behind X, and, and thankfully I built my bike for Michael's skinny show. <laughs> so, but, so between the cars, it helped out. But I was watching X, and I and I made the bars on his bike, and I, and I saw the mirrors, and I said. Oh, he's not going to make it. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's not going to make it. And he, you know, he twists and turns. It was, 
It was pretty cool to sit behind him and watch, too. It was, and every time we would slow down, I would look back in my mirror, and there was the, Brian was right behind me, and then and then Nick, and then Rick. And I was like, okay. Like, we'd all yeah, kind of come. Back and forth. They were just trading spots. It was like they were they were like tag-teaming each other and going back into the ring, and we'd get to a stoplight, and then I would just wave my hand. and Everybody would nod off to each other. Nod off to each other, and everybody would be like, woo, 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 run the red light. And then, I mean, there was a couple of times where – Car stopped in the middle of an intersection more, more, more than once. There's some people at dinner table talks about the assholes on bikes running through. Oh yeah, choppers running through LA. A couple oh weeks yeah. Ago. So at any point, Brian, did you like just want to tap out? Like I, yeah, I'm out. I can't do this. Um. You know, at the at the truth, check, at the check truth. Point, I, You know, I probably came close. You know, I mean, at the checkpoint. I kicked that thing. I mean, I had a bruise on the inside of my leg that was just, you know, my knees were shot. I, I kicked that thing for days trying to get this thing running and everything worked out. You know, that, that time frame that we had in between Sturgis that was so short and then for L.A. that X talked about, my whole time was spent day and night trying to get this thing dialed in right. And uh, with some help of some people, Eric with F&A and uh, Jason Speed Metal Built and in town, we got it pretty close. And again, X kind of spoke quick of it, but it was a pretty important morning. He found a parking lot where we tuned the bikes and got everything dialed in and corrected some stuff that I needed to do, and we all got kind of up to speed. And um, so at the checkpoint to where, you know, it was just kicking and kicking, and the bike runs good, but that new motor's really ornery to start. So, you know, again, Nick with Mad Pen, you know, I love him like a brother. We've traveled the country together. We've been all over, and, and you know, when I, I had to take a break, he jumped in. And he, and he went to kicking it. And, he, you know, he did it more than once for me. So, um, you know, thanks to him, if there was any any idea of quitting or, or self-doubt, you know, as a friend, he was right there to to help uh, keep that from happening. And he, he got right back, I mean, because he broke down, and yeah. we waited for him, and he came back with a fixed motor via hockey tape. <laughs> and a rocker shaft nut that literally fell off on the ground. He broke down in front of a chopper shop on broke Hollywood down Boulevard. in front of a chopper shop. And, I mean, he made it there. And then when one bike wasn't firing, another one wasn't firing. And the thing was that when we got them all fired, I was like, okay. And Nick was like, you know, just go, just go. And I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not leaving anybody. We're all getting back together. And when they were all fired up, everybody had their idols a little higher so they wouldn't die. <laughs> and just literally, we're like, and I was like, go, go, just shift, go, don't stop. And man, when we pulled on to seventh, uh, we made it that whole time, and I almost wrecked uh, turning on to Seventh Boulevard, Seventh Street. That was the one time I almost wrecked because of the the jerk off in front of me. But literally, when we pulled on to Seventh and we all parked and we, you know, we got to bring the bikes back inside and and just kind of set them down. Everybody just kind of looked at each other, and we were like, "Oh, okay, that just I, I that think, just happened." I, I think everybody had a big expectation of finishing. You know, if if we all finished, which we did, and and. Uh, coming back and partying and being on top of the and it was such an adrenaline dump and it was so <laughs> so stressful and and physically and everything exhausting yeah. i mean a 25 mile ride was ended up being a three hour plus <laughs> ordeal so it's a three hour tour yeah and that, and that was the fast track on the way back so listen man i gotta tell you this part of it though this is what i love because you know because of my brother here i watch i watch out for him and i watch what he's doing all the time so I'm I'm watching you guys and I'm watching you go through all this stuff and and I'm watching that 
and incidental to the fact that you guys are all going out there with big swinging dicks to go get that money, and incidental to that is you had the trip of your lifetime. Mm-hmm. You made you made a pack between a couple of guys that you will never lose. You will be old, old men and unable to ride motorcycles, and you will still have a bond with the guys that you did this thing with. That's the cool shit. Yep. That's the cool shit. The check, I mean, listen, all due right. respect, you got the check, so you're going to say, yeah, the check is pretty cool, too. For the rest of the guys, the checks, yeah, yeah. you know, but that thing there, man, if we could find a way for people to understand that thing, yeah. we wouldn't have a, tr- a hard time getting people on motorcycles. No, we wouldn't. We you wouldn't. I mean? I, I can't. I, it was such an, a shy. I had no idea of winning that. I mean, the level of engineering and stuff that was going on in that room, and, and I had already felt that it, the, the event was over. You know, it was done. Whoever won, won, and, and we already did our thing. I mean, like you said, the bond we built, these guys are some of the best friends I have, you know, and, and I built that through motorcycles, and that's a, it's a pretty amazing thing, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. You I mean, know, everybody's going to win. Everybody's going to lose. Everybody, mm-hmm. that, that, that comes with it. Those, and, those, and listen, I mean, at the foundation of it, like, you know, most of my life, I've just got to the point where I can assemble something with and I still have problems with the shit that I put together. But when I was young, I rode any sketchy piece of shit I could get together. You know, and, I, and the sketchier the better. I was like, "Good, yeah, the, you yeah. afraid to ride it? Yeah. I'll go I'll ride it. Yeah. stealing it." Well, yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, we don't would, have brakes. Okay, cool. I, I got would, brand new shoes. Let's go. I would have older guys tell me, "Hey, yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Love your chopper. Why don't you bring it in here for a minute? Let's make sure you're not going to die on it." You know. So, I mean, it's it's not really it's not really about that. I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah, you you work and you get better at stuff, and like it's it's satisfying whenever you can do things, and whenever you learn stuff, and yeah. you should always strive to make yourself better. But the the things that I'm talking about, the incidentals, man, pay attention to those in, incidentals, man. You're in these situations that you struggle when you strive, and they're, you're given a, amazing, amazing gifts along the way. You know, you guys you guys got that. That was it was cool to watch that happen. Well, that's the thing. I mean. At the like I said, the one thing that I will always take away from that was the experience of not only just like three dudes, three bikes, getting there, problems, difficulties, overcoming them, and riding the shit out of them through Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. There's not too many people that I know that can say they've done that. And then take those motorcycles, put them back in the trailer, get now, home, now and then the turn blue, around and do it again. We're ride in the Blue Ridge Parkway. There you go. You know, I mean, so the, <laughs> the experience is, is by far the thing that I take away, regardless of all the other nonsense. I take that away by going, wow, man, that's something that I will there always, always remember. Look, What's, Eric Christensen from Spectro comes in. He said people would pay thirty thousand dollars. Absolutely, for that experience. Absolutely, you could ride. You could ride Truth. nuts to butts next to Brian Butera through the fucking L.A. traffic. They would pay thirty thousand dollars because if I could, I would have been the dude in the back going, "That looks really badass." But I was in the front going, "Come on, we got to go." Let's go. Well, Xavier has <laughs> drummed in front of the biggest crowds in the world. You know, I've done stuff uh, that, that's ridiculous that I wonder why I did it, and adrenaline stuff, all kinds of things, and nothing, it, nothing. for either of us, I, I think, matched what the experience <laughs> as a whole did, no. you know, through that, that ride. You know, so was, Galveston in motion this year is going to be nothing for you guys. 
Well, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, that, they, listen, anytime you get on one of those things and you've got to commit to something and get through it, point A to point Z, there, there, there's yeah. a, a ride that has to be completed. It is just a yeah, totally but different ride. Than yeah, me. but as far as I think, I think that we don't have to dodge cars in L.A. with people who don't care. And there was some people who were literally veering into our lanes because yes. they didn't like the fact that here comes four loud motorcycles going to blow Dude, by their window. Listen, I have to tell you one time, and you know you know how crazy Bobby is. Oh, Jesus. One time I was in San Francisco with Bobby and like two or three other crazy-ass sons of bitches that he run around with. We all pulled Indian Larry bikes out of the back of his truck and went riding in the hills of San Francisco. Now, I've ridden with Bobby in New York, mm. in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. in other parts of the country. In San Francisco, the shit that we did, I would still be, be in jail. If we did that in <laughs> Pittsburgh, I would still be in jail to this day. I, I believe it because that boy is about a sandwich short of a picnic. But you can't. I mean, in, in the moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that, too. Oh, yeah. Yep, four yeah. feet yep. off the ground. Four off, feet off yeah. the ground, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Guys were taking kickstands and, and hitting, you know, uh, potholes and, and, and just barreling through. And the coolest thing that I remember, I remember looking back at one point in my mirror and Brian, his, his new build. The, the, the bike, the, the bars are like really skinny, and he's a big dude. So there was this big guy, these skinny bars, and there's two truck mirrors, and I'm like, oh my god, the bars are going to make it, but his shoulders aren't. And then sure enough, right through it, I'm like, okay, we're good. Shift in the third, pass and run that red light. Here we go. You know, I was scared awesome. to to lane split and do that in that kind of traffic and that kind of movement, and then and then. You find yourself you're shifting gears in between cars, <laughs> you know. You're like, say, like you said, you commit to. It. You're like, all right, I'm yeah, gotta I, go. I think I told myself more than once. I said, well, at least this will be a hell of a way to go out. <laughs> Heather, tell, t- tell them how tell them how you got used to lane splitting. So lane splitting for me was on our honeymoon. Um, <laughs> oh god! On the pearl, the big dresser, fully loaded with all of our gear that we had for like three the Grinch, weeks dude. on the road. I had, you were full. I had it loaded up like <laughs> the Grinch coming out of Whoville. <laughs> I had all the presents, you know. So the only way, the only way I could do it. You're like, come on, honey, we're going, you know. The only way I could do it is I was trying to get video footage, of course, but I could only do it watch through my camera. Yeah, because no, anything, anything other than that, you'd freak out. So, yeah. like, to answer your question, Heather, as far as like the in motion in Galveston, like having done LA, I, you know. So uh, I think motion, we'll be okay. I in hope. Motion this year is is a little bit different. We do have. Oh. Yeah, the ride's going to be almost ninety miles. What? <laughs> you better plan for gas station, well, sweetheart, because my little well, shitty tank is going to. We did this because we watched you guys go through all this. There's no lanes to split, so. So the yeah, ride, that was just gas stations. We, we got <laughs> how many go. days do we get? Yeah. <laughs> the ride's the ride's almost ninety miles. Right um, on. You'll have like four checkpoints that you have to stop at. Um, but they're cool. One's a pirate bar. Yeah, one's a pirate Ooh, bar. I like pirates. Um, it's so fantastic. There's going to be, you know, and everybody will have maps, but there are certain rules that we've instituted this year um, to to change things up a little bit. Right on. And it'll be a, it'll yeah. be a fun day instead of instead of doing it like we did last year. It'll be a little more fun. But yeah. listen, I would be remiss if I did not do do this. Brian Butera, you just won Golden Bolt and got a check for $30,000. What are you going to do next? Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not driving all the way back. Yeah, no, no, no more, no more driving. But the, the, the tradition is uh, Max Hazen won last year, and he bought a new swimming pool. And he put a picture up uh, in his new pool, which was kind of a blow-up. 
uh, plastic pull-out back. So you got to keep the tradition from what I understand. And i got to take a picture in my new pool when we get it out on the back patio. I love it. Right <laughs> I love it. Our, our plastic pool from Kmart. Yeah, the little one. They may go all out and get a blow-up. I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's talk for a minute. So, you guys are here at the Cherokee Blue Ridge Run this weekend, competing for an opportunity to uh, represent the United States. To 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 win here is to get a trip to to be a U.S. builder going overseas in the World Show. Yeah, what's that? What's that like? Uh, I don't I don't know. Brian, uh, neither one of us have won yet. Wait, but, didn't um, Brian? You won last year, didn't you, Brian? I've I've never competed in the AMDs. Oh, okay. Um, my bad. I, I, it was kind of a different route. We did the um, when the uh, Swiss Moto pick and went to the Swiss Moto show, and then that in turn was the um, uh, custom show Emirates in Abu Dhabi. We went to that as well. So a little di- around the world, but a different path. I mean, if you, I mean anybody who uh, there's some serious serious machines in here tonight. So I mean anybody who. Yeah. Uh, regardless of who wins or who loses, getting uh, the opportunity to represent the U.S. as a U.S. builder, um, because we all know that there's builders around the world that are just ridiculous, um, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a super huge honor in itself, and you can stop there. Whether or not uh, it leads to anything else, just being able to represent the United States of America as a um, as a U.S. builder is is a huge, huge thing, you know, and I think anybody, whoever wins, is going to be absolutely, um, you know, super lucky, man, you know, because that's just not a title that you throw around, you know. Yeah, you know you, anytime you can take your work to a world platform, that's uh, in anything you do. It's yeah. a pretty amazing feat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too bad we're not going to Japan. <sighs> I'm big in Japan, movies. you know. Just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> So yeah, it'll, it'll be cool, man. And there's like you know, like I said, there's some, there's some, <laughs> there's some badass machines here. So yeah, there really are. You know, yeah. that's a good crowd. You can you you can always judge it by the company. So, well, listen, I appreciate both you guys coming by tonight. Xavier, tell everybody where to keep up with you and Providence Cycle. Uh, Providence Cycle Works with an X dot com and um, uh, a couple of more events throughout the year here. Um, doing the Bill Dodge Invitational. Brian's going to be there as well. Uh, and then we're doing the In Motion Cycle Source show in Galveston in November. Brian's going to be there as well. So um, it's kind of like being on tour. It's like a festival right. tour. It's the same band. Dude, the same was, bands. It's pretty rad. You, I was going to bust you on that when you said, you know, came back to the room, put our bags down, and we're out again. And I'm yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. You had to actually go home. Yeah, I had to go home. Stuff away. Yeah, and it's different now because I don't have a bus driver or a tech or a or a tour manager. It's all me. I, yep. I and I was driving here, and I'm like, why the hell am I in my truck again for 16 hours? And I go, oh yeah, Brian's doing the same thing, coming the other direction. What am I doing? Yeah. You know that tour bus doesn't look so bad, but I hey, mean, listen, it's, I don't want to hear you, bitch. Between this this stop on the tour and the last stop on the tour, I changed the turbo in my truck so. which i saw which was badass <laughs> dude like now you know how to do a turbo i was right. like i would have never done that i said pay just give me the bill let me pay the bill oh. you know so yeah that's uh um, my website and i've got some other stuff that i'm working on as far as a new uh a new merch line coming out etc 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 but uh, for right now man i'm just i'm here i'm enjoying this right here right now because i don't know about the future and i don't want to know anymore <laughs> brian what's up with you what's next what are you going to do for number three now uh, er- yeah. Earlier, Kevin was saying that he he caught you in conversation saying something about you really want to go after something different. Yeah, uh, 
I want to incorporate more, uh, I think, push myself in an engineering side a little more. Um, so whether that's a different style or incorporating some something I haven't done before, you know, just I just want to, I always want to push myself. So hopefully that, you know, keeps my builds fresh and something different. But being the Golden Bolt really inspired me on, on the side of engineering and what those guys are doing. Um, so if I can kind of maybe figure out a way to blend the two, that's where I'm at, you know, with, with kind of keep the chopper roots, but, um, some engineering stuff that the, uh, those other guys can appreciate maybe a little more than the simplicity of what we normally do. Right on. Well, listen, it was great talking to both you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, our pleasure, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, we're so lucky that we're all hanging out here again for uh, for, for a great weekend. It looks like the weather is going to be great. We're going to be doing some riding and stuff here. Um, look forward to seeing what's happening, man. I mean, Saturday, yeah. we're going to know what's up. We're going to know who's going to Worlds. There's a lot of flash over there, and somebody's, uh, you know, somebody gets to, like, have a big smile, and somebody gets to go home and go back to the drawing board. Yeah, buddy. You know? But that's all right. Win or lose, man. I mean, we're here now. doesn't matter. Right on. All right, fellas. Well, thank you. Um, everyone at home, we're going to go through some events real quick here and uh, and probably let you loose for the night. Um, on Saturday here, along with the Pirowitz Paint Show, we'll be doing a ride-in custom bike show at the Cherokee Blue Ridge Run. Um, lots of great prizes from all our sponsors that you see on the screen right there. Don't forget these events coming up in short order. Willie's Chopper Time during Biketoberfest. We've been talking about it for weeks and weeks now, but the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival with the Bill Dodge BC Moto Invitational. Um, also, what is this? We're Man, we're short time on this, but the, uh, the York Bike Week event with Fuel, and we're doing a show out there with Kiefer. Like, it's going to be short time till we're in on that. Um, a few hometown events that we wanted to get on your radar, man. Like, for us, there's a show in Pittsburgh coming up, Glory Days. Yeah, it looks like they're putting together a really great show. Really? And, and man, like, at Cary Furnace, like, I wanted to do an event at this place. I'm so jealous that these guys got this thing together because it's a beautiful, beautiful site for an event. Um, We'll definitely be at that one way or another. Um, Kiefer's thing, Willie's thing, I I think I got it all. Oh, let's talk about this for one second. You guys want to check out a free copy of Cycle Source magazine? We're going to start doing this every month. When the magazine comes off the newsstand, we're going to make it available to everyone. Rather than try to sell our digital back issues or any shit like that, we're just going to give you the magazine. Once it's off the newsstand, everybody gets a copy of it. Right now, we have an estimated reach through Cycle Source and our partners of over 500,000 people that this month are getting the digital edition of Cycle Source. That's so, pretty crazy. And, you know, like, before people say anything about this, like, you know, why are we doing this? You know, there's so much good content that goes through this magazine. We already take every single story that ends up in the magazine and recycle it through our blog and through social media and everything. But we just want to expand into every channel that we can to possibly get all of those stories and all those great photos out. So we're doing the, the most with it that we can, and we're going to push it a little bit further this year. Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to give it a go, and hopefully people dig it. And, you know, the digital issue, it's definitely not the same as, as having that magazine and being able to turn those pages in your hand. 
Um, but it's going to come complete with hyperlinks. And if there's video to go along with an article, that will be there as well. So you can it's going to have some really like cool assets. If you see assets. a cool story on it, you can share it right out of it. So it should be pretty cool, man. Um, did we lose Mark? Mark, you going to come close the show out with us or what? I want one more time. I want to thank uh, our 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 friends and sponsors over at Russ Brown. We're bringing Shop Talk to you live through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio every Sunday, starting next Sunday at 9 p.m. Sunday's our new day. We're going to stick with that one for a while and see how it goes. Looks like the numbers are stronger, and the public poll on that says that that's the day we should be doing Definitely it. Definitely Sundays. So does that mean we're going to skip next Thursday and do Sunday? Yes. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So that will be just for all you fine folks that are still watching our next show is going to be on sunday the 15th at 9 p.m eastern real quick i would like to remind everybody for the rest of this weekend we're doing a full complement of grease and gears garage here we have some of the coolest shit lined up for the stage here at the cherokee blue ridge run all kind of stuff from weldon stainless to, to basic tuning stuff and and Lots of really, really good stuff is going to happen on this stage. So all you have to do is keep tuned to the Cycle Source Facebook page. You can pick up that feed. Mark, what do you got? We get like a whole week off. Here, I'm sorry. I so we, we get like a whole week off. For this? Yeah. I have other shit that we're well, going to do. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I've quit like three times a day. All right, on, man. Can't quit. Can't quit. This is too good. We're lucky we get to do this stuff. I'm sort of excited to do a little uh, grease and gears here. Yep. I didn't really get to do a lot in Sturgis. I'm we do too much running in Sturgis. We do want to uh, send out our best wishes to our, our our usual suspect man on the stage for grease and gears, Pat Jansen. He's a uh, old burn here. Yeah, he had an injury to his ear, and he's going to be under the knife here, so we won't Tomorrow, be with us yeah. this weekend. So everybody, send send some healing so, thoughts and and good vibes to Mr. So Jansen. Next time he asks me a question, he says, "What? What? He might not be kidding. What? Yeah. What? What?" So. All right, man. Well, listen. Thank you guys again for letting us into your headspace and into your home. Um, uh, we will be within the next week here getting all of the podcast side of this updated we'll get back on track with that uh we got a a little a little hitch in our giddy up that we had to get over with that but we're we're pretty good now so right on so back into it sunday september 15th at 9 p.m eastern we'll be coming to you live have an engagement that night same chopper time same chopper channel (laughs) see ya (laughs) 